This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everybody is going to judge me for wearing this. Everybody likes them more. Everybody's doing so well in life. You take this idea or this statement and you make it much bigger in your head. I really do think at the end of the day, it's us judging ourselves and Mm -hmm. almost pointing our like fingers out saying like the world is doing that to us because Mm -hmm. it's easier to do that than to recognize that like I'm the only one doing this to myself (laughs) I'm the problem it's me (laughs) (laughs) right here Hello and welcome back to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is Ro and Viv. Hello. So something that Viv and I have been thinking about a lot lately from the DMs or the emails that we've been getting is that there's this general belief that we're not good enough or that there's something that we need to change or there's something we need to do because we're not living up to this standard or up to par. And this is something that Viv and I (laughs) go through a lot, as I'm sure you guys know. So we thought we'd dedicate a whole episode to talk about this should, this feeling like you should do all of this because everybody is doing it or that if you don't do it, everybody is going to think about you this way or that way. I feel like we've talked about this book in so many episodes, but it was inspired by Finding Your North Star by Martha Beck. And in the book, I think it was chapter four, she talks about this generalized other or this everybody that kind of narrates our world. And I thought it was so interesting because we talk about perspectives a lot how to step out of what is in our minds sometimes to just give it a little bit more breathing room and open space for that so in this episode we're going to talk about where our everybody comes from maybe share some examples of how those voices in our heads have caused us or made us make certain decisions in our lives and then also all the decisions (laughs) and then share some tips and takeaways at the end so hopefully um, it will be helpful for anyone who may be feeling trapped in their own minds right now okay so my first question for you is this everybody or this generalized everybody I think once you know the concept it makes sense But before fully understanding and grasping this concept, what would this everybody, like quote everybody means? Like, what does it mean to you? I think it's when you feel like you're, it's usually when you're really in your head and you don't even really notice that 
you're having these thoughts. Mm-hmm. But everybody is going to judge me for wearing this. Everybody is going to think that I'm a failure because I didn't blank, blank, blank. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates me. Everybody mm-hmm. likes them more. Everybody's doing so well in life. And you really just take this idea or this statement and you make it much bigger in your head by generalizing that everybody is doing it. And so I think what ends up happening is it makes you feel a lot smaller. It makes you feel worse, mm-hmm. like a failure, not okay, not good enough. And that's when you start getting stuck in that world, right? Instead of thinking, well, maybe not everybody. Maybe mm-hmm. one other person thinks something differently. Maybe two people think so. And I think like that's exactly what it is, right? How do we step out of that generalized thought? Yeah. And I think a very interesting thing the book brought up is everyone has an everybody. Mm. But when you ask them, who is your everybody? They're all stunned because they're like, I've never thought about that before. It's usually like one or two people in your life, but yeah. it's not everybody. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, the one or two people who may have made a passing comment mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. is still like ingrained in your mind. Wow. <laughs> Do you have any examples or past everybody's, maybe even recent everybody's that come to mind? I honestly think my everybody maybe myself in that I have always been very observant growing up. And I've shared about this before of how my brother's always been the one with the higher IQ. So as the younger sibling, you're like, what can I shine in? It's like, okay, maybe I'll be like higher EQ. And I'm just naturally more observant, which I think it's a great thing. But the other side of that is because you're so observant and you pick up on every little thing, if you go to the extreme of that, it could turn you judgmental. Mm. So I think because I was so judgmental, I projected this judgment onto other people. And I was like, you know, because I think this way, everybody must think this way. Mm. But it's not really true. And I think a very simple example that's honestly quite small is, so I don't know where this idea that you need to be perfect comes from so if like there's ever food in my teeth or if there's ever food in James's teeth I'm always like hey there's food in your teeth like can you get it out Mm -hmm. or like you might want to like you know do something about it Mm -hmm. and then he'll try and he'll be like okay you know what it's fine like nobody's looking that close at my teeth anyway in Mm -hmm. my mind I'm just like but but I think now that I'm older I'm like wait but like it doesn't like it's it's so interesting that he doesn't care yeah. And it's not even a thing to him. Like he doesn't even it doesn't even register that people may think this way or like people may not think he's put together or people may think, you know, he's like a child because he didn't take like food or this like piece of lettuce out of his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Where for me is just this like projection because all the things that I'm thinking that he should be thinking about is things that I'm thinking about. I think that's super interesting because When we in our minds think like everybody is thinking this, we're like almost blaming it externally. But the reality Mm -hmm. is no one's sitting around like just obsessing over like Rowena or Vivian. And it's really ourselves. We're the ones obsessing over Rowena and Vivian. And so 
I really do think at the end of the day, it's us judging ourselves and Mm -hmm. almost pointing our like fingers out saying like the world is doing that to us because Mm -hmm. it's easier to do that maybe unconsciously than to recognize that like I'm the only one doing this to myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Right here. (laughs) Okay, so I think... The problem, quote unquote problem, because it's not really a problem, right? But like this stemming from yourself, I think it's a very meta version of talking about the generalized other. Because I think Mm -hmm. the more surface, which is still very relevant, because I think the surface causes is what leaks into your personal Mm -hmm. beliefs about yourself in the world. So some of them are family, media culture, ideology ideological camps I don't know why that word was so hard so for example politics religion school Mm -hmm. peers organization just like any big groups of people so for example for Viv and I our shared organization would be your business fraternity right Mm -hmm. so that could also Mm -hmm. be school and that could also be peers but I would love to hear from your perspective of all of these which one if not all affected and influenced the way you viewed yourself and the world around you? Mm. I think for sure the most would be family and like specifically in my mind, probably my mom, Mm. because I I shared in like a previous episode that my parents did divorce when I was really young and I'm an only child. I lived with my mom majority of the time. So she was just a very big figure in my like child mind like she was everything and so I think like everything that she wanted or wanted of me from me I wanted to give to her as a child and I I still struggle with that now right and there's nothing wrong with that but I think there's a fine line between doing something for someone else because you want to and you love them and losing yourself along the way and I think for me that's where it got difficult if my mom shared something with me like you have to go to college and get good grades and this is pretty general for everyone (laughs) I think Um, not everyone wait not everyone but some people (laughs) (laughs) for most Um, for most people that I know of um (laughs) anyways I would really take it to heart and I would think that if I got a B or if I got a C that I am an extreme failure. But how do you define success and failures, right? And I think we talk a lot about this in our career chat episode that ultimately at the end of the day, you are the one to define success for yourself. And it's just the same as you shared too with our organization in college. It was a business fraternity. Everybody. I'm doing it again, right? (laughs) Everybody was getting, you know, these offers with consulting companies, accounting companies, they were iBankers. It was like the big three main business pathways. Jobs, career paths, yeah. That you could take. And what about entrepreneurship? What about becoming a YouTuber? What about just doing something completely different? Like deciding to become a graphic designer, does that make you not successful? I don't think so. But we're so trapped in the moment with these, with our environment, I think, and how it shapes 
what we think that we should or shouldn't be doing because it's all we see. It's all we know of in the moment. It's not until we kind of open up our horizons to see what else is out there. I think traveling helps Mm. a lot with that, Mm -hmm. right? You meet different people. You meet different – like you're just exposed to different cultures. And so I think that was a huge difference between high school and college because even Mm -hmm. though these are still organizations and like bubbles that you're in, going from your childhood, like high school in your hometown to a college where – People are coming in from all over the world. You are exposed to a variety of ideas and perspectives, cultures, etc. The beauty of traveling or growing up in multiple countries is that kind of breadth of perspective. That's, yeah, I find very refreshing now that we're older and you meet more people who are like multicultural kids. Mm -hmm. Going back to other common groups and other common tropes. I'm curious how much, if at all, media culture, which I think can include magazines we grew up reading, social media, because we basically grew up with Instagram or Instagram really took off when we're in college, like the beginning of college. So how much or how little did that shape your everybody? Okay. Every time I'm about to post on Instagram, whether it's a story or just, you know, a regular post, there will always be one thought in that process where what is everybody going to think about this? And I'm actually curious what it's like for you, given that this has to do more with your career as well and like the branding of Rowena Sai, but it definitely impacts what I end up posting at the end of the day because I have this generalized everybody and there's not even like a face that I can see in my Mm -hmm. head of who I'm talking about. It's Mm -hmm. just that everyone's going to see this and everyone's going to think this way about me. But the reality is it shows up on someone's feed and they They like it or they don't. This is a great example. So (laughs) when I was first starting to date my boyfriend, you know how like you post things and you know that they're going to see it. And mm-hmm. I don't know, for me, I I was like interested in showing that I was doing a lot of things at the time. <laughs> and when I actually started dating him and I saw what he was like on Instagram, boy just swipes, like just does not even really look at stories and if your yeah. story is a video he doesn't watch till the end he just like yeah. click swipe click swipe click swipe and I was like mm-hmm. why did I spend all this time in my head thinking that you know and for me it was like thinking that one person was thinking mm-hmm. about me for mm-hmm. us to assume that everybody is going to think about like what we're doing who we are like that's not the reality and so that was really eye-opening to me I was like you know what I should just be doing things for myself I should not be thinking about anyone else when I'm doing it. No, no one's thinking about you in the kindest, like caring way. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, it's when when you hear that, it can sound harsh and sad. But I think it could also be taken as like freeing and liberating, knowing that no one really cares about you the way that you care about yourself. So if that's the case, then just do what makes you happy and post what makes you happy. Just there's beauty in truly not caring. 
mm-hmm. but like truly because you can say you don't care but do yeah. you really not care or are you just <laughs> saying you don't care you know i care <laughs> i really care and i also really don't care okay would love to hear your experience with everybody's in your mind i think as it pertains to media culture we definitely we I definitely grew up (laughs) reading Seventeen magazines and like Cosmo Girls. Mm -hmm. So that was our equivalent of social media back then or like where you kind of learn things, got information from, learned about fashion trends, read about celebs and their favorite products or routines or whatever. And I think that definitely shifted what it meant to be a pretty girl or Mm -hmm. a desirable girl because Mm -hmm. It's just your only source. As we got older, the rise of social media and the rise of these like bikini girls, you're like, this is what it means to be a pretty skinny girl. Mm -hmm. And for as mentally strong as I like to believe that I am, I'm still human. So seeing photos like that, growing up with this idealized version of what a woman or what a girl, I think we're girls back then, what a girl should look like. It definitely affected me a lot because I was like, everybody should look like this. Mm-hmm. And I want to look like that so I can fit in with everybody. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the guy that I like will like me more if I look like all of these girls. It wasn't healthy. It was very toxic. It led to many body image issues, weird diet plans. Like I had a quick brush with like, an eating disorder so like Mm -hmm. that can all add up and like become this thing and I think now with social media I've gone to like I still do care like I mean I think you just want to post to do well because you put so much time and effort into creating this thing or this like short form video you would want everybody to like it like uh, mentally and also physically like clicking the Mm -hmm. like button you Mm -hmm. know but I think over time and this is something that James has helped me with a lot is just reminding me that if you have fun with creating something that's what's most important who cares if people like it who cares if it goes viral if it was something special to you you created it and you put it out in the world then that's good enough Mm -hmm. and I think tying this back to everybody it's also learning more about yourself and who you are so that you're grounded in yourself and you're proud of the person that you are and the proud of the person that you've created and sent out into the world. I put all of that within air quotes so that when you do put yourself out there, you're not as paralyzed by the everybody's because you're doing it for yourself. You're not yeah. doing it for other people. When you shared that, I thought about an example where I originally had an everybody statement and then regrouped and kind of just thought about like but what do I actually want so we are 30 and I think at this age a lot of people that we went to school with and maybe in college or just in general a lot of people are promoting in their Mm nine-to-five jobs right becoming partners or directors or managers and they're on this path to this next stage in their career and for me I didn't want to do that. But because I saw that everyone was 
everyone was doing that. Mm -hmm. You guys do that. Every time we say everyone, it's in air quotes for those listening without video. Yeah, sorry. Um, So every time that I felt like everybody was promoting, I felt this pressure to look into the next step in my career in my current job. But what I knew I really, really wanted to do, especially this year, was this podcast. And I knew that if I was to take that next step in my career, I wouldn't have time at all to set aside for this. And this was something that I wanted to do, but in my mind, nobody else was doing it, right? Like, how many people do I know in my life who are actually trying to start something that has nothing to do with what they do for a living and it was really hard for me but I think because I have been working on this part of my life for the past few years of trying to carve out something that I felt was meaningful or more meaningful to me thinking about the rest of my life if I look back what would I feel proud of this was something that I knew I wanted to try this year and so I had to let go of even trying to get promoted and I think a lot of the people who started at the same time with me they all promoted this year so Seeing that at work was tough, but I don't feel regret and I don't feel like I'm missing out. I actually feel like I'm gaining something for myself and I'm doing something for myself that nobody can really take away from me. So that is an example of just, you know, taking time to figure out what's true to you. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's probably the best tip of how to minimize the shoulds in your mind. So I think this is a great place to transition to what are some tips, what are some other tips and or tricks to become more aware of this everybody in your life? Mm -hmm. And how do you turn that everybody into nobody? (laughs) (laughs) That's probably not the goal, but just to be more aware of it. Yeah. And, And also to preface earlier when I said nobody is thinking about you it's really just comparing the amount of time and effort and energy that you spend thinking about everybody that isn't equal to the reality of like what's Mm -hmm. actually happening in the minds of the people that you are thinking about Mm -hmm. so I think the first step is to recognize when there is an everybody in your mind like listening to that voice in your head and becoming aware of when you are starting to have that generalized other. Am I assuming that everybody is thinking this of me? Am I assuming that everybody wants something from me, wants me to do X, Y, Z? And that will be a great like first indication of what's happening right now in your mind. Yeah, I think just being aware that this thing exists. Because I think so many of us, myself included, It happens so often and so naturally that you just assume it is a part of you and therefore it is you. And you're just Mm -hmm. going about your day thinking things you've been thinking about for decades, right? Mm -hmm. But to just be aware of it, to put a spotlight on it, to just see it for what it is, meditate on it, not really, just like to be aware of it, to observe this thought that you're having is already low-key (laughs) life-changing. Because you realize you 
you do this, it's like basically learning about yourself and learning about your tendencies. Mm -hmm. By removing yourself from your thoughts, you're able to start processing it and moving on. Like once you've had enough time to realize you have this everybody and you sat with it for enough time, because, you know, we need to give ourselves time. We don't need to change overnight. The next thing to do is to identify or to try to identify who this everybody is. Does this everybody have a name? Mm-hmm. Does this everybody have a face? Mm-hmm. Is it multiple names? Is it multiple faces? From what phase of life did this everybody form? Is this everybody a group of people? Is mm-hmm. this everybody your peers, the school that you went to, your parents, your family? And once you're able to start pinpointing and distilling who this elusive air quotes everybody is, it'll get you a lot closer to, I don't know. Okay, so I think before you become fully aware of something, there's like this allure to this mysterious thing. But as soon as you shine a light on it, why we are the way we are or why we think a certain way or how this thought can influence our existence, it becomes so much more manageable and so much less daunting because you realize, oh, it's actually nothing or it's actually so small. Recognizing how often you have these everybody thoughts and it's just as you said, once you come to that realization, I think it's easier now for me to snap out of it because the Mm -hmm. moment I have the everybody thought, I know that I am having an everybody thought and that the reality is I need to ask myself what I want. And Mm -hmm. that comes with time and practice. It is like working a muscle. Each time you have that thought, how do you step out of it and then redirect it somewhere else? Redirect it to yourself is actually what I would do in this Mm -hmm. case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think like to be aware of it, to try to start distilling it down and figuring out who this everybody is, the next step, as you said, would be to turn it back to yourself and ask yourself what you like, what your like what your true desires, wants and needs are. Yeah. And I think also if you if your voice isn't loud enough yet, identify other people in your life who are not part of that everybody statement. That has been the most helpful for me because I think that I had a pretty quiet voice up until like honestly a few years ago, right? Like even Ro can attest to that. I would never have decided to do something so far off from my career. Like this podcast. Yeah, like this podcast. And so I think like for people who may feel like they don't have a strong enough voice within yet, start to look for other everybody's in your life. Start to look into books that can give you a different voice. Start to expose yourself to different cultures or, you know, just going out of your way to be in a different environment and surround yourself with different people. Because I think what you'll find and what I have found is that there are so many people in the world that you can learn from. And when we're stuck in our own bubbles, that's what becomes really loud. It's what you're used to. So if you are able to identify new everybody's, it just then makes it 
less of a general statement and more of some mm-hmm. people do this, some people do that. But what do I want? I think what you said earlier was very interesting. Finding someone outside of your everybody. Could you expand on that more? I think my my everybody was very loud for a very long time. And recognizing that was really hard, just like you shared. But I think what helped was talking to one or a few friends and letting them know what I was feeling. What was that everybody statement in my mind? I feel lost because I studied accounting and I'm not doing accounting and the job that I'm doing is also not what makes me happy. And sharing that vulnerability or just that, you know, you're not feeling that great about yourself and you feel like a failure because everybody else is doing something different. Letting my friends know that and having them encourage me or catch me or show me other ways when you start having those conversations I think what I found was that people want to share resources with you they want to support Mm -hmm. you they want to help you Mm -hmm. and so sometimes when I have conversations with Ro or even with James immediately they'll send me a link to a podcast episode where hey this actually really inspired me or I used to have that thought too and this made a huge difference in helping me get out of that mindset. And so slowly, you just find these one or two people, it it doesn't even have to be people that you know, but you find new voices in your life. Mm -hmm. Books, podcasts, TV shows, interviews, other voices that are outside of that loud one in your mind Mm. and you'll start to quiet that one have others become louder and then you will or at least for me that's when I started finding my voice yeah (laughs) I think that's so beautiful because yeah sometimes with everything that we talk about and even the way we started this episode talking about how we are at the core of everything, it can give you a lot of pressure to feel like I need to figure everything out. I need to, you know, identify this everybody. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I think what you just said was so refreshing and it takes this pressure off of us to be like, I need to be the one who does it. Yes. You need to put in the work to figure out who your everybody is and maybe add in other more positive, happy, non-judgmental voices in your head. But you don't need to like that strong, powerful, positive voice. It can be yourselves and it also doesn't need to be. And I think that is very comforting to know that as soon as we're more aware of this everybody, we have the choice to choose whether from ourselves, whether from our friends, whether from books and podcasts, whether from just strangers on the internet Mm -hmm. to kind of start changing that dialogue in our minds. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for being a new voice in my world, (laughs) in my 20s. Yeah. Yeah. I think for Viv, your voice in my head has always just been this very honest, open, true to yourself voice that's not afraid of, like you just say what you're feeling and you go in details and you share very <laughs> honestly. 
maybe just to your closest friends, right? I, yeah. I think, you know, you probably won't just go out in the middle of the street and be like, this is how I'm feeling and this is yeah. exactly what I'm going through. But I think because you're able to be so open and honest with about your own thoughts to me, it makes me more inspired and encouraged to be like, oh, I can share more about these thoughts that I think are wild or unnecessary or too much or too whatever, right? Mm -hmm. The feeling that I get when you share about these things is I feel like even though it may not be your purpose of sharing, I feel seen because I'm like, oh, I have these thoughts too. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Like, oh, okay. Like this actually feels good. So when I catch myself not sharing about my thoughts to other people, I'm like, wait, if I can just be 5%, 10% more like Viv and 5%, 10% more vulnerable, then it can help them feel understood and seen as well. Wow, thanks. I was not expecting that. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Thank you. (laughs) And I think this is the beauty of just working on ourselves and working on ourselves with other people yeah i think like sometimes when we talk about oh look within and ask what you're ask yourself what you truly want i'm like i don't even know where to start you know and i think what helps is starting by letting your friends know i don't even know where to start and that Mm -hmm. may spark conversation and It's always interesting when this part of the episode comes up within our conversation because I'm like, this is why conversations are so important to share. I think it it really can help someone else feel less alone, feel more inspired, feel encouraged and supported. And so I hope that this episode... (laughs) Yeah, we hope this episode was that for you guys. Yeah, I really do. I... I even caught myself in the first half of this episode talking about everybody as if I believed in those everybodies. And then by the end of it, I was like, wait, you know what? It's actually just one or two people or experiences that I had that shaped that voice and how loud it is. But I think just being present in this conversation with you really helped. (laughs) I think another thing that we both deal with a lot as well is the should. Mm. the shooting all over ourselves and I think we've talked about this in previous episodes but I'd love to hear your take on even earlier in this conversation and being present and like being super grounded and like realizing now that your everybody may just be one or two people now that you're more aware like even more aware like after this conversation when you move back into the real world <laughs> as oh if like we're in an augmented reality right now it kind of feels like that though we in our are. closet <laughs> yeah how do you think you're going to take this and positively um whoa whoa like an attorney will, <laughs> attorney will like whoa. calm down your the voices in your head especially the shoulds i think recognizing the should statements is actually easier than recognizing your everybody statements. Mm. So the moment you feel or you think that you should do something, I don't know, what do I do? I, I, I just try really hard to change that should to maybe you can do something else. Like I think it's like creating that space. When you say you should, it's almost like you're forced into this corner. But it's like a black and white statement. Yeah, all or nothing, black and white. And instead, it's 
how do I remove that should and say, actually, there are so many paths, which way feels more right to me or which path, what, mm. what step do I want to take forward mm-hmm. today? <laughs> yeah. Or, or behind or lateral. I don't know. Like what <laughs> step do I want to take today? And instead of, I don't know, like, what do you do when you have should statements? I think, as you said, it's just being aware of it, which I think is easier than everybody because everybody you're, you need to catch yourself be insecure about something Mm -hmm. when you're already in like a compromised fragile state but I think a should statement whether it's to yourself or to other people is very clear and it's very simple because Mm -hmm. you're like you should do this you should Mm -hmm. do that I should Mm -hmm. do this we should do that right so I think it's very easy to catch for example something that we've both been trying to do as we podcast more is to be more aware of our ums and our likes I remember there's a point in my life where I was so determined to stop saying like that the first thing I did was to be aware of whenever I said it and to try to not say it. So I think it's the same thing with the should statements. The first thing is to just be aware that you're saying it. And then as you become more aware of it, you're like, oh, wait, I say should all the time, not only to myself, to my partner, to my coworkers, to my family and friends, to everyone, to my cat, to my dog, to Charlie, (laughs) right? Um, So the more that you're aware of it, the more that you can catch yourself, especially when it's just in your head of, oh, I just made a should statement. Do I actually, should I actually do this? Or what do I really want to do? And I think to have that, to just be able to slightly shift that narrative and perspective in your mind can help a lot. Agreed. This headband is, so I'm wearing a headband under my headphones right now and it's just pinching my temple. (laughs) I'm just going to take it off. Yay. Now I look like I have horns, but anyway. To add on to what Rowena shared about the should statement, I think that's the first part of identifying when you do the should statements and how often you do it maybe. And the second part is, Usually when you say I should, it's I should because what? I should because my mom said so. I should because everyone else is doing it. Who's everyone else? <laughs> I should because this person is posting on social media. It, it's just looking, re-examining your because. Is your because of you or is it because of something else that you are experiencing or seeing, witnessing, hearing about, right? And once you start re-examining that because and shifting it to you, that can probably help bring like the truth out of like what you yeah. want or just help you make more authentic decisions for yourself. Yeah. Why should you? question of the century (laughs) yeah and what are you feeling about it you know I think your feelings are always a great indication Mm -hmm. of what you truly want Mm -hmm. beautiful wow well I would love to hear what everybody's everybody is in their mind currently so let us know we'll put a poll up on Spotify and you can also leave us comments on the YouTube video But would love to hear what everyone is everybodying about these days. Mm. (laughs) And with that, thank you guys so much for joining on another beautiful alternate reality, augmented reality vacuum (laughs) 
of an episode. <laughs> we appreciate you guys spending the time with us, and we hope that we can continue to grow and explore and expand together. And with that, we'll see you in next week's episode. Hear you. And keep in touch. You can reach out to us, hello at voicehugspodcast.com. DM us at voicehugspodcast on Instagram. Leave comments, leave questions on Spotify, YouTube, everything, anywhere, all at once. 